What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione. And we are going to talk more about what's going on in the offseason here in Cornhole. Uh, we do have an open coming up in just a couple of weeks, so don't worry. Pretty soon we will have some matches to actually discuss. But for now, we've got some awesome content. So uh, before we jump into some more free agency action, you guys got anything you want to chat about or mention or what's been going on? Yeah, I, I don't know what you mean. Like, we'll have some stuff to talk about. This is this is like Anthony's Christmas. Anthony is having so much fun in this offseason. I mean, he is I, – I find myself, like, just not even having to tweet anymore. I just retweet whatever Anthony says because he's got, he's got all the breaking info, Michelle. Yeah. Anthony, is it yes, Christmas? Yes, but it's – it's fun, man. I think it's fun for a lot of us. Anybody who's deep into this game, I mean, it's uh, it's really fun to see how everything's going to shake out. You know, it's kind of unveiling, you know, the 2023 season for us, and we get a peek at what we had to look forward to. So, yeah, I'm pumped for it. Definitely Christmas. I like the drama. I like how uh, these players are like, like I was talking to Ryan Smith and, and he told me his, and I'm not allowed to say, but I'm like, well, how are you going to reveal it? He's like, we'll probably just make a post. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you got to be all dramatic, Ryan. I mean, come on. Be it. <laughs> come on. All right, but let's get into it. Uh, we um, have some more confirmed partnerships uh, that we have heard about. We heard about Jimmy Humans and Kyle Malone, Mike Harvey and Travis Graven, Brandon Jones and Travis Purser. Joe Neistead and Jeremy Sherberhorn, Philip Lopez and Mark Richards, Jake and Jack Gore, Justin Burton Jr. and Logan Chamberlain, Alex Hicks and Ryan Windsor, Kaylee Hunter and Tyler Poitras, Ricky G and Corey Gilbert, Tom Gustafson and Nico Morellis, Trevor Brooks and Stephen Bernisette, Tyler Cobb and Kobe Costanza, and Eric Anderson and Timmy Jonas. Guys, that's a lot of partner reveals. There's a lot of stuff packed in there. What do yeah. you got? Yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's it's the free agency period I always find is really interesting because you get a, a, a testament and you get to find out about certain people and what their strategies are, right? Like on one end, you have someone like Adam Hisner and Cody Henderson have never experienced free agency. Mm-hmm. Not once. <laughs> They've just been the same thing all the time. All the time. We'll talk yep. a little bit later. There's some players that are going to have their sixth partner in six years. Wow. Talk about uh, jumping from person to person, trying to find the right fit. I mean, it's it, it's it's it makes it interesting. I mean, at least on the ones that that you kind of listed off, or the ones that that we know about. Um, you know, I think the the one of the bigger shocks that ended up not being a shock because they're the partners this year, right? Mark Richards, Philip Lopez, they decide that we're going to run it back, right? I, how, how many people do you think Anthony would have said to themselves? I was the number one player in the world and my partner in the finals gives up a huge couple rounds at the end of the world championship. And I'm going to stick with him. I don't think many, I, I yeah. think a lot of people that would have t- taken the easy way out and tried to pair up with somebody else. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I think it's, it, it's not as I'm learning. It's not as easy to move partnerships, especially in this contractual environment that these players are working in than we think it is it's not just a matter of oh i'm going to go get this guy it needs to work within the contract within in, in the bag contract specifically where the money is at it's got to all tie together so when you hear these partnerships revealed it might not be plan a you might be hearing plan c and there was a lot of other stuff going on before that 
it could have gone a number of different ways. I mean, as a doubles team, though, Trey, I mean, they finished pretty good. Yeah, no, no, and I think they should. I think they should have stayed together, but that doesn't always mean that's what happens, right? Yeah. How many times do we say that? I mean, even even happened with you know, uh, when, when it happened with you know Frank Modlin a few years ago and Jamie Grant, right? They finished top four, but it was like everybody kind of assumed that they were always going to break up because they didn't finish, you know, number one. But it was it was always that split up. Obviously, it worked out for Jamie Graham. He ended up with with Matt Guy, but you know that that still thing happens with a lot of people, right? They jump to a different partner because they think the grass is going to be greener. Specific on some of the teams, you know, I somebody put out there: is there a better team, an all rookie team, better than Justin Burton and Logan Chamberlain? I don't, I don't know if there is going to be one. I mean, I can attest to that. I had to play that team at Spencer's. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was not fair. Tough. I mean, tough as Anthony would say. I mean, uh, you know, Alex Hicks and Ryan Windsor, how excited Anthony, Anthony could not be more excited for Alex Hicks and Ryan Windsor and Joe Neistat, Jeremy Shermerhorn. He can't get more excited <laughs> than those two teams. That is the world championship right there for Anthony. I Windsor Hicks, I am beyond pumped about that one. There is not a better new partnership for me going into 2023 than that one. We talk about what players are we have our eyes on. What are we going to watch? I will not miss a Windsor Hicks match if I have anything to do with it. I'm going to try and watch every single match. So I'm excited about that one. Definitely some exciting partnerships. Do you guys want to go into who we're waiting for, though? Yeah, let's do it. I'm like, I right. think this is going to almost be more interesting, right? Yeah, because I'm dying to know. Tanner Halbert, Jordan Camba, Noah Almanza, Duncan Clemmer, Cedro Herrera, Ryan Smith, Ryan Wiedenfeld, Fisher Hamilton, and Frank Modlin. What are these people doing? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Maybe you guys know. I don't know. I know a couple of them. I know Anthony probably knows them all because it's it's Anthony. He's got all the he's got all the connections. But you know, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> no, I think this is this is exciting. I mean. You know, most specifically, the ones I'm individually probably the most interested to see. What does Tanner Halbert do, right? There's a lot of different talk. Is there a chance that he just ends up back with Eric Zockline? I think we did a, a buy or sell whether or not he was going to end up back with Zockline. Um, you know, there's rumors out there he'll play with Jordan Camba. There's rumors out there that he'll play with Noah Almanza. I mean, there's... I, 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 I don't know. I'm interested to see Tanner Halbert and then and then probably Ryan Smith. I think that's going to be another one where he's very specific. And, and I think, Michelle, you said you know this and not allowed to tell us. But mm-hmm. I think Ryan Smith has that unique play style that you got to find someone complimentary to that in a way if they're really going to play at a high level. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the list and you have to assume some of these guys are going to get together, right? I mean, you're listing some yeah. high-profile players there. But again, back to the to the contracts and how these things are working out. Some players are being delayed because they're still in a contract with a bad company. And some players are being delayed on their announcement because they're trying to work out new bad contracts. So it's not as easy as saying, like I was saying, it's not as easy as saying, I want to play with him. Let's go reveal. There's a lot of legalities going on in the background. But I can talk about rumors because of there's a couple of rumors in here I can talk about because no one's come to me. Um I know Tanner Halbert's gone a couple different ways. He's remaining completely silent with me. We talk, and he's keeping it a re- keeping it secret. I actually love that in some cases. I want to be revealed and surprised just like some of the other people out there. So I don't know where he's going to go, but 
you know, with a uh, with the Richards off the table now, you know, it makes you think. It makes you think Noah Almanza seems like the obvious choice. They were both ultra. They're both top 10 talents. But I'm hearing Noah Almanza is going a different route. So now that's kind of confusing me a little bit more. But it's just like, let's just reveal it already. I'm like, I'm just ready to put everything out on the table and start the season. Couldn't agree more. Speaking of which, we are going to have a reveal on here. We talked about the fact that Jordan Camba is going to join us and let us know who his partner is so we can check off at least one name off this list. So, Jordan, welcome uh, to the show. We can't wait to hear who you're partnering with. Oh, and he's oh. gone. He said, <laughs> he said too bad. He said, <laughs> that no, the I'm best not, I'm timing not ready ever. To... <laughs> that, was, that was great timing. Great timing. And you got we got to take you got to take yourself off mute too there, uh, uh, Jordan. But hey, oh, what my bad. Hey, you make a good entrance. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally my boss was leaving the office, so I shut the door right behind him. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, first, welcome back, Jordan. Uh, you know, I know it was a long year for you, but it's got to feel good to, to be back and getting ready to, you know, find, you know, a doubles partner and 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 try to go on to win another world championship, right? Got to feel good? Yeah, it's, uh, last season was a long season, dreading season, but I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, for those that might not know, uh, you know, we got a lot of new fans to the game. Um, when when Jordan plays his last match, if I have this correctly, it was a world championship. Is that right? Last game as a pro. Yeah. Last game as a pro, a world champion. So back into the mix. I'm excited to see where you go. And I could probably speak for a lot of people, and we were just going through the list. Tanner Halbert still sitting on the list. You know, I'm going to talk rumors before we get into it, but there's obviously a connection there with family. So Huge. That seemed like a pretty obvious route to go with the reveal. So, I don't know. Speaking from a bunch of people, that's kind of what I expect you to un, uh, to reveal today. Yeah, that was um, it was a big opportunity. Me and him both wanted to play together. Um, it couldn't work out. Uh, just different contract stuff, like you guys were saying earlier. Um, him being in a contract, me being in contract. It was we we <laughs> we tried very hard to be together with within our contracts but it just it didn't work out but you know i'm still excited for um this upcoming season and uh can't wait to start the season <laughs> well well then who, all right jordan let, let's let's so hear it the <laughs> floor is yours um, uh, i'm back home with all cornhole uh throwing with frank Modlin. okay throwing with frank modlin F frank modlin one find a way wow. frank <laughs> yeah, find a way, Frank. Find a way, well, Frank. That's right. So I got to ask. So I actually did some digging I, I, beforehand, and I know we have Frank in the waiting room, but you got I didn't realize – I had to go all the way back into the history books. You guys played together at the World Championships back in 2018. Is that correct? Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that too. I played the whole year with Kyle Malone, and uh, then I ended up playing Worlds with Frank. And we did not do very well, but, um, you know, outside of that tournament, me and Frank's had a lot of success. <laughs> outside honest. of that, we went 0-2. I, I remember that very vividly. <laughs> I bet. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of success together. Um, you know, back home when I were at Virginia Beach, we played a lot. We have good chemistry. I, I think we're going to do well. And. My last game was against Frank. 
Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yes, it the was. World Championship. That is so funny. Man. Is Frank. that how you're going to bring me on? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how we're going to bring you on. Oh, man. He, he he keeps you from winning a world championship, so you just gotta you gotta you gotta take him you gotta take him as a partner now, right, Frank? Yeah, if you can't beat him, let's join bring, him, right? Let's bring in the second place guy. <laughs> 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 oh, you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> he did pretty right. good this year, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Frank, so uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of decision making having to be on your part as well. I mean, what ultimately you think was was what it got, got, um, got the deal done between you and Jordan and what, what you, what makes you so excited for the season? Well, honestly, uh, Jordan and I have, uh, tried to pair up, uh, on numerous occasions. Um, and for one reason or another, it just didn't work out. Uh, so I'm, I'm super pumped that this finally happened. Uh, Chad with Alvano, uh, Brad with AAR, you know, these guys, are like super excited about this partnership. Uh, they got like a lot of high hopes for us. So uh, we're gonna try not to let them down. That's yeah, awesome. um, yeah. I, I think uh, I think I'm excited to see it as well. I mean, this is yeah. You guys, you know, kind of now with Cheyenne and James and such, it just kind of becomes. This is like the this is like the big four of all cornhole now, right? Feels like it is, right? <laughs> Okay, yeah, but we're gonna get like what Mike Hennessy did. We need that picture. Mike Hennessy's like in the center, yes. like Kingpin, and then we got Trey Burfield, Alex Rawls, Mark Mark Richards. Like, where's your guys' version of that? I want to see it. Yeah, we need we need Chad Littlewood's face right in the middle of a poster. Where's, where's Chad to, to be right in the middle of the poster? I'm here to see it. I am here to see it. Uh, no, really exciting partnership, you guys. Yeah, I'm super pumped at us. See uh, Cheyenne and James running it back again in the season. Uh, they they had a great year, but I, I think that this year we're going to see an even better result out of those two. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah, Trey. I think it's a good top four. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, and I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, you know, the game has grown so much in the last year. So we've got a lot of new fans in this game. And Jordan Cam is going to drop into this thing. And they might not know exactly who this guy is. So I'm kind of excited. But if we go back to the original, and again, this is maybe some info for some new fans. These two were a part of the OG Pro Division. Is that right, Trey? Yep. What year was that? That was uh, 2018. They both competed in the uh, – both competed in the – Pro Invitational on Coney Island way back in the day. So yes, they are they are part of the OG group. That's awesome. Yeah, when I when I uh, when I started the pro division back in nineteen, and coming up, these were two of the players that I studied a lot to develop my game. And then I show up in the pro division and playing next to them, it's like playing next to legends. And I still feel that way. These guys are legends in the game, and I think that's what makes this partnership extra special. Is you have two legends partnering up. And they're going to drop in and make noise right out of the gate in a potential threat for the top 10. So I'm super, super excited to get this season. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a huge bonus for us, actually, because uh, Jordan and I are so comfortable with each other. Um, there's, I, don't, I don't think that there's going to be that period where you have to get used to one another, uh, their playing styles, their personalities. I mean, we're, we're already there. Uh, I, I feel like that we could just 
dive into a tournament and just go right at it. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Well, uh, Frank, your your uh, service isn't the best. We got parts of that, I think, uh, but we are so excited to have you guys on. Jordan, any wrapping up thoughts before we move on with our show? No, uh, I'm just uh, I'm excited to get the season started. I'm excited to be throwing all cornhole again. That was by far my favorite bag. If I wasn't sponsored by a company, I'd be throwing an all cornhole bag. Uh, I'm <laughs> so works. super pumped. Cannot wait. Great. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, and we will uh, be cheering you on this season. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank guys you. Later. Appreciate you guys. Good luck, everybody. All right. Well, there you have it, you guys. Jordan Camba and Frank Modlin are our next reveal. Uh, hopefully, we get some more um, this week. But for now, we're going to bring on Mike Morton from Morton Corner and get some stats from him. Welcome, Mike, to the show. Hey, guys. Just like last week with the uh, Wooten Thorn announcement right before I came on, my mind is still trying to uh, <laughs> absorb that. That's that's a that's pretty big news. It kind of makes sense though. It, I mean, it, it does. I think yeah. this one makes this. I I really actually think I like this one. I think it likes makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I think the only question mark here is like, is Camba as good since he had to take a year off? And I think the answer is still probably pretty close, even if he's not. The same. It, it. I mean, I don't know. It, it feels feels right to me. Um, now the thing that I've I find a, interesting. I've had an up close view of of Jordan for a while, and I, I will tell you this: Jordan can turn it on at the drop of a hat. Like I, I don't care what he's done the last two tournaments. If he finds it heading into the, that third tournament, he can be unbeatable. So I'm not worried about the layoff for Jordan. I'll say this though. 2018, Jordan Lang. Sorry, yeah, 2018, Jordan Langworthy. 2019, Scott Lane. 2020, Jamie Graham. 2021 uh, was um, who was Frank's partner in 2021? I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Tyler Poitras. 2022, 2022, Austin Slobom. 2023, Jordan Camba. That is six in six years for Frank Modlin, and that worries me just a little bit. No just one wants to lock bit. him down, huh? Cornhole well, home. I think part of it is I, 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 he was partners with Jordan Langworthy for probably five, five yes. years. They were long term, and partners. they were just everybody just knew every tournament that they were going to play in. It was Frank and Jordan, and that was it. Right? There was no question mark. Right. And then I just don't think Frank ever found that like suitable partner that felt the same and felt right like it felt when he played with Jordan Langworthy. So maybe yeah. maybe it is Jordan Camba or or does or does this go another year where both players do okay and then Camba says I'm going to go play with Baldwin and we get Modlin and Renner next year or something like that. I mean, yeah. never yeah. know who what knows. Seven for seven. Yeah, who knows. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do think that it makes a certain amount of sense. I just, I'm not sure how many people saw it coming. So that's, it just takes a, a lot of people. Before. A lot of people probably thought Halbert Camba. I was thinking, because, I was thinking Halbert Camba. Just because of the family relation. And then obviously now both being in Florida, they could play regionals together. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that was a big part of it too. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, I, I know we uh, we spent a little bit of time on that. So uh, if, if you want to just go through the, the slides that I, uh, I have real quickly, Trey, I just wanted to take a quick look at the end of the season. These are your final statistical leaders across a multitude of categories. Um, just a couple comments on, on each one, like a surprise player, if you will. Um, I, I will point out to you, I don't really see necessarily any surprises in PPR. Those are your top top 10 players in PPR. Um, actually, I think it's 11 because there was a tie. But look at Cody Johnson. Hats off to Cody Johnson squeaking into the top 10 there. And that's combined over total singles and doubles for the season at all the nationals and worlds. So uh, hats off to Cody for sneaking in there. You look over at DPR and my surprise in the DPR column, Damon Dennis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's actually got a really high differential for someone who's not supposed to really have a defensive game. I, I found that a little surprising. I don't know if he you, was you guys your, would concur. He was your DPR leader last year at a point eight. So it just blows my mind up because he yeah. doesn't play a defensive style. Maybe it's the slow play. Maybe he yeah. is head games. <laughs> if people wait so long, I throw the bag off the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, that that's that was my surprise in the DPR column. Um, and then for uh, the OE is overall efficiency. That's your PPR plus DPR combined. And these these rankings here, um, I'm going to give a shout out to rookie Joe Neistat. I know we've talked a lot about him. But, uh, I mean, this just kind of proves he's the real deal. Um, we've already been going over how overall efficiency, you know, may very well be the next buzz category or, to me, the next stat. And he's in the top ten. Um, I, I think that proves that he's the real deal. So, um, shout out to Joe for uh, for that. Yeah, I like, uh, you know, Neistat, certainly I think someone we're going to keep an eye on this year. I, I find it interesting, you know, Ryan Windsor, DPR and OE is really up. I think that, you know, he actually finished a little bit better than I than he was slated for at the beginning of the season based on how he started. So I think that this all points in the right direction for Ryan Windsor to kind of make a an Ryan upward trajectory as we go next year. Yeah. Yeah. So interested to see it. I like it. Yeah, just kind of Absolutely. a quick peek at the PPR with, uh, you know, what are some takeaways there? Can you go back just real quick? Um, so we asked the question, does this PPR matter? I mean, if you look at the top five, right? One, two, three, four, five. All of those guys were top 10 players. But then it kind of gets weird. I mean, if you go with the list down, I see guys ranked in the 20s, the 30s, into the 40s where they That's where they PPR had falls apart is, is after it that. falls apart after nine. five. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I, I said this on a previous episode in the past, I had this kind of mindset that had to have a good DPR. You got to have a good defensive game. You got to probably have a carpet bag in your hand, but look at this out of the top 10 DPRs, only two right. throw carpet Creek killer in Windsor. So we have fast bag players in here who are topping the charts in DPR. So again, as we start to they're think just about this you. game in different ways, yeah, they're just whooping it in both categories. So my takeaways. Yep. So, so Trey, you want to quickly move on to that? The, the next one's yep, here. Next slide. All right. So that, that first one there on the left, that's um, the percentage of rounds that you win. And then you subtract the percentage of rounds that you lost. So it's the gap between the percentage of rounds that you've won and lost. And you'll notice that uh, there's some, 
I don't think there's really any surprises on there, but if I was to call one name out, congratulations, Mr. Alex Hicks, the youngest player in the pro division, cracks the top 10 and I think a pretty important category. So, so I don't really know if that's a surprise, but hats off to him. Moving over to the, uh, the rounds one percentage, I do think I have a good surprise here. Eric Davis, you know, the, I guess the scuttlebutt on him is that he goes for big rounds. So he may not win as many rounds, but when he gets you, he gets you big. But here he is in the top 10 of percentage of rounds one, which means he wins a lot of rounds. Does that surprise you guys? Yeah, I think you could look at it from one or two perspectives. One could be that one that you just said, but after thinking more about it, it also means that like, right, if I purposely set up a defensive game and then I throw a two, I'm probably giving up points. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm setting up to get a big shot on my fourth bag. And I put so much pressure on that fourth bag. If that fourth bag hits, I'm scoring every time. And if it doesn't, I'm giving up points every time. Mm -hmm. yeah. One takeaway for me is <clears throat> we are missing some statistical category that captures a specific type of talent. Even if we went to the previous slide, I have not, I don't think I've seen Eric Davis's name on any of these statistical categories finished number nine in the league. He is on no statistical chart. When I was filtering through the stuff earlier, I mean, in some categories, he's like a hundred and something 90 something, but there's something he's doing right that we're not catching in stats yeah. yet. That earns him a top 10 spot. What that is. I just don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe you're absolutely you right. I think he was in the 160th percent or ranked around 160 something in PPR. If I'm not mistaken, just <laughs> blows your mind. So rounds, uh, the rounds lost percentage is uh, that is the the lowest percentage of rounds that you played that you lost. So uh, not a huge surprise, but if I was to pick a player on there that's surprising, Tony Smith, Tony Smith, to me, and, and maybe this isn't general consensus, but to me, the only knock that I have on Tony is that sometimes he's just inconsistent. He goes from being a world beater to just an ordinary player and back and forth too much um, until this last season, he's turned it up a little bit more, but anyway, if you're one of the top 10 players in you know, the fewest percentage of rounds lost to me, that says you had a pretty consistent year. And I found that a little surprising. Yeah. The first two. So for those that can't see the slides are on uh, just audio only, you've got Matt guy and Cheyenne Renner at the top of the list in tied rounds in percent. To me, that just means they throw a lot of four baggers. That is why guy and Renner are in that stat. They're throwing a lot of four baggers yeah. and giving open holes to other players, but your number three guy, Tony Smith, completely opposite. My takeaway from that. I wonder what you guys think about that is Tony Smith is obviously going to dirty up the board. Probably the most in the league. He's okay to come away with washes. Maybe maybe a round washed in his mind is a round one. So two different methods of getting yeah. to the top of the charts in percent tide. Well, I'll put it this way, though. In the pro division, what's the most common round that's tied? 12-12 wash, right? I would say, yep, 12-12 yep. wash. Remember when we did this an episode of Around the ACL, the, the mind-blowing stat was that when it came to four-baggers, Devin Harbaugh and Tony Smith were both top 10 in four-baggers. So if they're both top 10 in four-bagger percentage, to me it makes they sense that they're top the 10 in rounds tied. You're absolutely right, yeah, Trey. Good call. Good call. All right, and I think we've hit the heavier categories. Real quickly, we'll just go through it just sort of for giggles. Uh, 
the number of rounds won. Congratulations, Alex Rawls. He won more rounds than anyone else in the league this year. Um, that just means he made a lot of lot of runs. Also had a lot of close, long games, but he made a lot of deep runs. Obviously, the total rounds thrown. Cheyenne Renner leads the way again. <laughs> it's just a really telling. They just they had great seasons, so they played a lot. They were deep in tournaments. Same with total points. Again, no I think this Aaron might be Davis. a. <laughs> Where is Eric think- Davis? <laughs> Total rounds and total points probably got to speak to someone that loses early, right? Yeah, and, and runs through the loser's bracket. Yeah. Which makes sense for Jackson Gore. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because he, he was having tough draws. Uh, and then, again, some of these are just kind of for giggles. Just, you know, just to show you that stats don't tell you everything. No one in the league gave up more points than Cheyenne Renner last year. Oh, my God, she's horrible. <laughs> No, just it's true. again, she played more rounds than anyone else. So yeah. she's going to give up more points than anyone else. And then the last two uh, categories there, highest opponents PPR and lowest opponents PPR. Now that could either mean the highest opponents PPR, man, you were just really unlucky. A lot of players threw really well against you, or it means you don't have a defense or a combination of the two. Um, or you're consistently playing against the best players. Yeah, and, and no, absolutely. That that was my third note that I have here. It also kind of depends on your path through the brackets. If you're going if you're going through the upper path, uh, the the winner's bracket for most of your matches, you're going to have generally more blue chip top tier players and so your opponent's PPR is going to be higher. So, you know, that is that is also a factor. And then but the opposites of those play true for the lowest PP uh, opponent's PPR. Um, and that's where you see most of those players in the top 10, not necessarily um, near the top of the standings. So um, Eric Davis, again, the exception to every rule, <laughs> is making an appearance on that list. But now, again, it, it could be the path that you take through the bracket. You're in the loser's bracket. You're playing a low, lower tier of opponent most of the time or a little bit of luck. Or maybe you are just a really great defensive player. Yeah. yeah, and I think the for those that didn't see the slide, the first maybe six or seven fit that category where they're just playing lower quality players. Then you see Eric Davis show up, but they're at number eight. And again, opponent's PPR. What is my ability to keep my opponent from scoring? It makes complete sense. I'd said this in the previous episode, the PPR junkies, they get a text on their phone and it says you're playing Eric Davis and they're like, Damn, this dude's going to jack up my PPR today. <laughs> Finally, we see Eric Davis showing up on a list. Yeah, yep. so true. All right. Awesome. So well, that's thanks all for I have, the... guys. I know we went a little long, so I'm going to let you guys. Yep. Get right yeah, back at thanks. it. We'll see thanks you so week. much, Mike. See you, Mike. Appreciate it, Mike. Cheers. We're going to get into news around the league next. I'm going to go into the conference pro qualifier winners in just a second. But before we do... Trey, can you just let us in on what this new PDC format's going to look like for this season? Yeah, so we just came out with a new PDC. I'll try to keep it brief, but essentially the PDC's been expanded a little bit up to about 96 players, 16 of which 16 spots reserved for seniors, 16 spots reserved for women, eight spots reserved for U18, 16 spots reserved for international players, and the rest for what we'll call middle-aged men, <laughs> right? Anybody, <laughs> men, not really middle-aged, but like men from 19 through 54, right? 
um, and then have the bulk of those. We're not going to have 256 full pros this year. We'll only have 252, meaning the four, there's going to be four spots reserved, guaranteed for each of the different divisions within that PDC. There will be one spot for the highest finishing PDC senior at the PDC or at the seniors qualifying event at each national. There'll be one spot for the women's singles event, one spot for the U18 event, and one spot for the rest of the PDC qualifier event. So as we released in previous weeks, this new women's tour will have events open to the public, not just pros at nationals, at opens, conferences, states, and the world championships. Same thing with seniors and same thing with U18 now. There'll be three different individual point series tournaments to determine who the top ranked female U18 senior is in the country. And then for those events at nationals, the top finishing PDC player in each of those different qualifier events gets that guaranteed spot into the bracket. Any other additional spots that open up by pros not showing up will be divvied up among those four different divisions of play. So it guarantees spots for those individual demographics. And we think it's going to be really cool and a cool expansion to the, to the PDC. Love it. Love it. That's the first time I heard it broke down like that. I like it, Trey. Yeah. I think that's awesome as well. All right. Let's get into our pro qualifying winners in the Carolinas. We had Chad Hunt in the Great Lakes, Anthony Mayball, Mid East, Matt Abernathy, Midwest, Zachary Engelkin, Southeast, Jeremiah Hector, uh, Southwest, Jonathan Segura, Mid-North, Lexi Hugeback, Northeast, Richard Bushway, Northwest, Ruben Medina, and in the West, Nate Long. So congrats to everyone who made it through the gauntlet over there. That couldn't have been easy. And congrats on your ticket into the pro field. I got to give one shout out. This is for all the people that complained about pro application. Okay. What did Lexi Hugeback do? She didn't go on social media. She didn't post about that she got PDC and that she was disappointed. She put up, she shut up, she went to the qualifier, she won her qualifier and said, I ain't no PDC player, I'm a pro, all right? The PDC is an awesome opportunity, but she earned that pro spot, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited. Next season, glad to be essentially done with the pro application process. We can put that to bed. It's all automatic qualifiers from here, but I did want to give a shout out to Lexi Huge back for that big win. Well deserved. Definitely well deserved. Um, all right. We have all of our results now for our pro applications. Are there any names that jump out at you, Trey, that you want to mention before we roll into our next segment? Uh, let's let Anthony go first, actually. I'm interested Ooh, to see. Okay. Anthony, I was a here. part of the process. I was a part of the process. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. Know, with no, you know, no, uh, you know, I want, I want to hear Anthony's opinion. Okay. Yeah. So I'm completely outside of the application process. So that's my perspective coming into this one. I broke it up into four different categories and it's more of like players that I'm interested in seeing how they do my first category. So we had the qualifier, right? We had 800 people come in and try and get through the qualifier. After the first cut, we ended up with 256. So the people in that 256 that went four and O and qualified out of that 256, Definitely players we should have an eye out for. 4-0 when you got down to the 256. Travis Green, Brian Edwards, 
of Bobby Hunt. I'm really interested to see what he did, does this year, teaming up with Trey Hunt. The Hunt brothers, uh, really interesting to see what they do together. Felix Vargas, Tyler Poitras back into the mix. Some of those newer fans out there to Cornhole might not know who Tyler Poitras is. We're talking about a top 15 talent in singles and doubles. If we go back, he should make a bunch of noise. Josh Glover, Kenzie Beach, Gary Ferguson. I got to watch him at USAC at one of the USAC events. He's going to be nice, a legit personality. I think he's a good addition to the game. Uh, Alex Alex Lippard, Gabe Dolan, a carpetbagger. I'm interested to see what he does. David Ryan, I have confirmation this is relation to Alec Ryan. Dad. Alec Ryan's dad. They will be teaming up for the coming season, so we'll see what they do. Same thing as Lexi Hugeback. Allison Peters went out and got her own qualification at 4-0. Blake Karnick, Caleb Avery is going to be interesting, interesting to watch too. Clint Parham and Ben Brown. My next category, Mish, I keep stressing this one. These are our carpet baggers coming into league, keeping the carpet bag game alive. Jackson and Jacob Gore are instantly going to be a threat in the top 10 to 15 to even 20. Ryan Wiedenfield, your, your advanced world's winner coming in with the carpet. We've talked about Burton Jr., Fisher Hamilton, a threat at the top 10 winner in, in the open uh, series in, in singles and doubles. He's going to be nasty. Costanza, Chamberlain, Christian Brown at a KC. Gavin Cano, watch out for this young guy. Zachary Engelkin, uh, Joe Saladiner. We got to call his match at the end of the advanced division. He's going to be nice. And Emily Downer, the keeping the female carpet bag alive. I mean, Miranda Coy is going to have someone in there at least in that division, adding a little mix to the different strategies in the women's division. And then the last ones for me were came from the application process. There were four that were in the PDC last year making it through on application, not necessarily looking at them from a, hey, are they going to be a top 10 to 20 player? But interesting to see how the PDC played into their development and what they can do within the 256. Florentina Mendoza, Mark Lopez, Ryan Fillingham, and Tom Gorski. I got my eyes on them for that reason. My last one, these are application as well, who were pros last year. I'm interesting to see if they can self-qual right? These are guys that were pros last year. They got back in via the application. Donald Cup was 102, 100 made it. He was two yeah. spots out. I want to see Donald Cup in and qualify on his own. A Josh Thielen, I think, can do that. Matthew Morton, a top 10 player in the league at one point, playing on ESPN. Can he come back into the league through the application process and qualify on his own as well as Jay Corley? Those are all the players I have on my watch list and the different reasons. Two quick, uh, two quick names for you, Michelle. Anthony hit hit some great stuff, but interested to see how these three players in particular. One we already talked to today, Jordan Camba, coming off of his suspension. Matt Stout coming off of his suspension. Yep. They're back. Interested to see how they play. And then Timothy Pitcher, another player that used to be a pro, used to be a top level player. He's back into the pro division. Interested to see how he continues to develop. Love it. All right. We'll keep our eyes out then. Moving on to over or under, I'm going to give you a player's name and ranking, and you let me know if you think they're going to finish better or worse this coming season. The first one being Jamie Graham at fourth. Oh, that, four, is, uh, four is pretty good. I'm going to say um, if, if under is better, I'll go under. I say he finishes top four next year. He'll improve okay. on four. 
Anthony? Yeah, Misha, if you said one through five, I'm buying quick. Top four, I like it. This top three, it has me sweating a little bit here. Um, realistically, to me, there's only seven to eight, seven to eight dudes, females, ladies, that could be top three. It's pretty limited. I think Graham is one of those, and I think he's motivated by failure. If we look at Worlds, I think almost any other player in the league who took fourth overall, who won their bracket at Worlds, would have walked away going, hey, I feel pretty good with that. I don't think Graham was. He wanted more. He expected more. And he's going to work harder for more because of that. I'm going to go to the, to the side that Trey is saying, I think he finishes top three. All right. Trey Birchfield at 14th. Uh, I think this is a bounce back here. I think, I think Trey Birchfield, whether he wants to or not, is following in the footsteps of Jamie Graham. Wins a world championship. Doesn't have a great immediate year. And then bounces back strong. Look at what Birchfield look exactly. But but he was solid in doubles. I mean, look at those mirror images of resumes, right? Jamie Graham, world championship in singles. Next year has incredible season in doubles, but eh, singles-wise finishes like 25th. Wasn't even a captain for pro teams. Then bounces back. Mm. Birchfield, I think same thing. Won in 2021. Was really good in doubles in 2022 with Alex Rawls, but finished 14th in singles. I think he bounces back. I'll go under better. Anthony? That logic makes sense to me, but I want to just take for a minute. Let's take the stack of 14, right, from last season. All of them are coming back, so nothing's <laughs> going to help you there. And then we have to make room for a Tyler Poitras, a Jordan Camba. We got Fisher Hamilton and Weedenfield coming in as rookies. You got a trending up Alex Hicks, who was 16. He Let's make room for this guy. I think he's going to squeeze in there. Ryan Windsor in Wooten. 19 and 22, trending up. We talked about Jacob Trzinski last week being a breakout player. Now he's going to threaten that top 14. There's eight quick players right there that are going to make that difficult. Trey, I'm stuck. If I go back to last season, I'm stuck with the fact that Birchfield had one legit run when he won his bracket in Chicago. He didn't finish strong in Worlds. 37th at Worlds. It's crazy to say it, but I'm going to go with higher finishing out or the over finishing higher than 14. Wow. Matthew Creek killer 18. This is, this is one of those ones. I'm going to use the same logic. I only had Creek killer having a really strong run in singles and one of them, all those people going to push him out. I'm going to go higher over on 18. Anthony. Oh, we're going to go the opposite way on this one again, Trey. <laughs> Fun times. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think Creek Killer, he had a really strong national series. It was a disastrous performance when he got to Worlds. He went one and two. He got smacked by Jeff Reynolds and Brennan Ballard. I think it was a bad day on a hard-fought season. Singles mm -hmm. national champ. I'm going to go with inside 18. I think he just cleans up that Worlds performance, and he's right back inside 18. All right, Cheyenne Renner at 23. I'm going to go under on this one. I think she had a really bad start to the season with a really bad draw that hurt her for the rest of the season. If she doesn't have that. Uh, I don't know if she'll finish top 10, but I like her in the 17 to 20 range, just being above 23. I'll go under. Anthony? I am on point with that. Your top financial earner last season, best female in the world. Yes, exactly what Trey is saying. She had that rough kind of beginning with the tough brackets. Inside uh, 23, I'm going to go with uh, with the under on that one. All right, last one, Jackson Gore at 12. 
This is so hard. I just think there's so much collection of talent. Even with the better seating, I'm still going to go over. Wouldn't surprise me if he's top 20 again. I just I, – I, I can't find a way to fit him in my 12. All right, here's what's bonkers about Jackson Gore. Uh, finished 12 last season, like you were saying. So for those not familiar, Gore had to come out. He was not a part of the 256 Pro, right? He was a member of the PDC group, which basically, for those that know, don't know, he had to he had to win or place high in a pre-tournament just to get to the real tournament. And what that meant is he took the top seed every single time. So for those bitching out there about, oh, I got a bad draw on the bracket, I got a bad seed. Little man pulled a top seed in every single tournament. It's for that reason. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he does. He improves. I'm going to go with improves. He has the luxury of seeding, Trey. I'm going to go with the under. Wow. Which wow, confirms wow, wow, wow. my hot take that he makes the top 10. So thank you, Anthony. Hey. Assuming you don't think it's a 10 or 11. Uh, but yeah. all right, let's move into way too early predictions. Uh, can you guys just run through who your top tens are for pros? Yeah, mine's mine's shocking. Mine's my okay. I went I, I don't know shocking. I hit me. Number right. one, Tanner Halbert. Okay. I had him I had him as my man of the year. Right. Number two, Jamie Graham. I got number three, Josh Holland. Number four, Matt Guy. So I'm not still I'm not waiting, crazy still right Still waiting now. for Mark Richards. Still waiting for Mark Richards. Right. I got I got number five, Mark Richards. Okay. Okay. Number six, I have Alex Rawls. Number seven, I have Alex Hicks. Number eight, I have Ryan Windsor. Okay. Number nine, I have Logan Chamberlain. Stop playing. And number 10, I have Tony Smith. So I think... I think Richards has to have a, 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 a you know, a come down. I, I just don't see Mark Richards being able to copy and do exactly what he did. I think he's going to have a little bit of a downward. Every pro singles champion the last two years has done it. And I got to keep my rookie of the year pick in the top 10. It doesn't make sense if I don't. Wheatonfield and, <laughs> and Hamilton are going to finish 10 through 15. So I got to pick uh, Chamberlain. Go ahead, Anthony. Sorry. All right. We're really, really close. We're really, really close. Uh, I, Right off the gate, I think those top six, like you were saying, you might have had a little bit different, but I'm going Jamie Graham, Tanner Halbert, Mark Richards, Alex Rawls, Matt Guy, Tony Smith. All right, no surprise. I think you're going to see those six players on almost every top 10 list that everyone's going to make. And then it gets interesting for me. Your Ryan Windsor is going to be my Devin Harbaugh. I think Devin Harbaugh moves up a little bit higher in the ranks. We both have Alex Hicks. I've got him in the top 10. We both have Josh Holland. He's my number nine. And then your Logan Chamberlain is going to be my Fisher Hamilton at number 10. That's my top 10. Early, I, really yeah. early predictions. Just missing for me, just missing Trey Birchfield, Jordan Power, Joe Neistat, Fisher Hamilton, and Ryan Wiedenfeld. I think those are your, yep. you know, those are my 11 through 15 that are easy push in to push somebody out. Type of about uh, Jackson Gore. <laughs> Where's he in there? I think I think Gore's like I said. I think he's it's more my fifteen. Yeah, he's fifteen to oh, twenty. He for is me. your eleven? Okay, yeah. so you didn't agree with my top ten. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's more fifteen, fifteen to twenty, kind of where where Renner will sit. Um, that's about where I like it. All right. Well, time for hot takes, Trey. You got one for us? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think my hot take is kind of in my ranking. Mark Richards doesn't finish top four. He finishes Mm -hmm. fifth for me. I just think I have to follow history. Every single world champion has had a fall off. Uh, Halbert's kind of the exception because he didn't really play in the protege in the following season. But Langworthy fell off the side of the earth. Then he had him. Jamie Graham had a fall had a fall off. Trey Birchfield had a fall off. History tells me he can't do it twice. Nothing against Mark Richards. It's just history talking. Anthony, for his dominant, yeah, for as dominant as he was last season, that, that is a hot take. I do like that hot take. So I'm gonna go with the Canva modeling and the theme of the reveal hot take. Um we have Modlin. He didn't he didn't really go that deep last year in any of the brackets. He certainly didn't make a bracket final last year. His partner, Kamba, didn't even play in the pro division last year. So you look at these two guys and you're like, well, what are they going to do in the in the coming season? My hot take is going to be these boys are going to click right away, right out of the gate. National number one, they make a bracket final. Oh, okay. I like nice. it. Mine is, uh, you know, I knew Lexi was a great player. I think ha- coming off of what she just did, I think she's going to be one to give Cheyenne Renner some trouble. I think she's going to be one that's going to be in there in the mix. And uh, I I think that, yeah, we'll see her at the top there with Cheyenne. That's my hot take. Like it. Top all right, what? guys, that's that's all we got today. Um, so <laughs> we will see you guys all next time with hopefully some more partner reveals, some more partnerships, and uh, continuing on in this offseason. See you next